This episode of High on Tour with Victor Pino is sponsored by Nissanco Cannabis PR. Whether you're a small business or a large cannabis enterprise, you can rely on the expert team at Nissanco Cannabis PR to position your message, your product, and your brand for success in the global marketplace. Visit nissanco.com to learn more. That's N-I-S-O-N-C-O.com. Hello and welcome to High on Tour with Victor Pino and April Black. We are coming live today from the Emerald Cup 2021 in Santa Rosa, California. I've got right in front of me today the illustrious Ali Fakri. Yeah, close, yeah, very close, close. <laughs> close. Um, Ali is the CEO and uh, developer, you know, lead founder. Founder, founder. Sorry, founder <laughs> of Event High. Event High is a um, a ticketing platform for events in the cannabis industry. Uh, and the platform came about, you know, Ali explained it, but the event high platform came about uh, to solve for a need in the cannabis space for uh, event ticketing uh, in, uh, in in basically promotions, right? I mean, Correct. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's uh, talk to Ali a little bit about uh, where you, what you guys are getting into. Talk, tell me about, a little bit about yourself, Ali. Uh, where, how did you get involved in the cannabis space and when, where'd you come from? Perfect. Well, thanks for having me to begin with. Um, so yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I've been in the industry for about... Um, I want to say close to nine years. Um, I got into this industry just really more as a patient um, or a consumer, I guess mm-hmm. you can say that. Um, I went to my first uh, cannabis event in LA and um, it just kind of got me hooked. Um, more of the culture, more than anything, more than the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time I actually owned a little lounge um, in San Diego, California. It was like a hookah lounge. I okay. don't know if, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a Middle Eastern um, thing. So basically I had that for a while. Shisha. Shisha, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, um, I had that for a while and, uh, I was really kind of interested in seeing the industry grow and, you know, I, I wanted to kind of be part of it. So more moving from like a consumer to an actual being the business. And, uh, yeah, I just got into like, you know, going to events and networking and meeting people. And slowly I started hosting kind of my own events in the industry. Um, and from there I started seeing kind of really a pinpoint like issue with some of the mainstream platforms like Eventbrite and like, you know, Ticketmaster, some of these other yeah, platforms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were just, they didn't like cannabis events, anything cannabis, hemp, any of that. Um, they were shutting them down and majority of it was because of the processing. The payment processing was an issue because cannabis events are federally legal. Right, so right, right. anything that's transacted, it's illegal. So that was really like the problem that we wanted to solve and kind of allow promoters or event organizers to have a, a platform where they can, you know, comfortably promote their events without fearing being shut down and yeah. their ticket sales frozen and all that. Yeah. So that's kind of what we, we kind of set out to do and um, took us probably about two years to really kind of come up with like, you know, the concept, the idea, build the software and yeah. kind of really just had develop a pilot program to allow, you know, people to kind of try it out and see how it works. That's great. And I, I guess my first question, you know, based on the description of the need, my first question to you is how did you solve for the need? I mean, you saw that the payment processing was an issue. Uh, people like myself, uh, I've been, you know, throwing events as well for a long time. Uh, you know, using Eventbrite, I, I think I'm actually uh, prohibited from using Eventbrite at this point. Like no. they've shut down my, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, they've locked out my account. Yeah. I can't do any transactions. In fact, I can't even buy tickets on the platform oh, really? with the same even email a, account. Yeah, yeah. I have to use a different account. So, I heard that. so yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty rough. So, so I was really happy when you guys came on board because I figured this was a very important need for the cannabis space and the industry within, as a whole. Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of industry and in, inward industry facing specific uh, technologies and Thank things you. that solve for problems within the space. Thank you. Um, so tell me a little bit about how you solve for the, the payment processing problem. Yeah. 
So uh, when we started the company, uh, you know, payment uh, processing was not really like something in our scope because right. we were building software. We're not touching the plant. Our customers are not touching the plant. So we figured, you know, there was no problem of us, you know, plugging into Authorize.net or uh, Stripe or any of those, you know, PayPal, you know, processing merchant accounts. Right. And it should be no problem at all. You know, software company, again, we're not touching the plant. We should be safe. And that was a wake up call for us because we really had a huge difficulty not just securing a merchant to process, but also a bank to allow us to house the you know the money and hold it for all the ticket sales and return yeah. it back to the organizer. So it was a two different component to it. It was the merchant and the bank, and uh, we did everything we could in the beginning. Like it was to us it was like a almost like a uh, you know something too good to be true to find a bank that was willing to work with you. Yeah, we went to every bank, knocked on their door. You know, we said we're a software company. They were like, oh sure, fill out an application. The second we said cannabis, they you know, pushed they you, push you right away, yeah, close the door, so totally. you, you know. Yeah. And for us, we had to be completely transparent, you know, the company, everything like that. We, everything we operate under Event High, so we don't have a shell company. Right. So we're because right. we deal with money, especially in this industry, right, right, like, right. it's a trust thing, you know. Right, right, right. So we eventually found a bank um, in Colorado called Partner Colorado Credit Union in 2017. Uh, and at the time when we met up with them, they were creating this uh, pilot program called uh, basically Safe Harbor private bank, which was okay. only dealt with MRBs, marijuana-related businesses. Uh -huh. And they did this specifically in Colorado because they were having a lot of issues with cash and people were getting kidnapped and it was just becoming an issue of, of security. Right. Um, so they created this, this uh, program, this pilot in 2015, and they were basically looking to move it to California okay. uh, to allow it because California was coming online with cannabis um, legalization in 2018, so banking was an issue for all companies. Right. Um, and we had a really kind of a relationship uh, with the CEO. We were speaking on different cannabis panels on, you know, banking and processing. And we kind of uh, formed a relationship because they were trying to do what they did in Colorado and California. But basically, you know, with a company that's not touching the plant, a software company, yeah. which we fit perfect in yeah. that category. So they gave us accounts. We were able to kind of jump all through the yeah, hoops yeah. to obtain a bank account. And same thing with merchant. Kind of we had to basically go over and beyond to get the yeah. merchant account. It's, re it's really funny. That's a very good parallel to what I describe in my, like in my work, in my line of work yeah. with tourism. Um, people always ask me, are you a cannabis company? Well, I'm not a cannabis company, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I'm not. I don't hold a sales or retail permit exactly. or anything. Um, I'm not a cannabis company. I'm a tourism company that goes to cannabis facilities. Correct. And so when I describe it like that, you know, it, you know, people have that aha moment, but it really is what it is. I mean, look, if you define in California a cannabis company as somebody who touches the plant or yeah. sells the plant, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to give us a bank account. Exactly. Right? Like yeah. we're, we're, just, we're just throwing events, we're yeah. just throwing parties, we're just throwing tours. Um, but yeah, I, I think... That's what you think, you know, like yeah. getting in the space, that's what we assumed as well. Totally. Um, one of the things I always find really nice about your platform is that you guys are very generous and helpful with your time, your development time. Um, I have personally used the platform Interest of full disclosure for our listeners, I use the platform a lot. Uh, every time we throw an event, we, we, we post it on Event High. Um, it's, it's really a nice way to kind of uh, promote to the communities, the community itself. Uh, and it's nice, it would be nice to see more people kind of access eventhigh.io as a, like, hey, I want to do something this weekend. Let's jump on Event High and see what's going on. Yeah. So eventually when you guys... When we, when we, when you, when you penetrate all fifty states in yeah. a legal, full legal, you know, market, yeah. where do you see Event High going when we get to that point? Yeah, I mean, definitely, we're looking to expand our marketplace uh, to allow you know more people to discover different events, different 
really experiences through the platform. Uh, but we're also kind of really pivoting to work with other you know, countries because these experiences are happening everywhere. Um, so we already started kind of partnering up with like, you know, different event organizers that do events in different countries uh-huh. that allow us to kind of really expand as soon as legalization happened. Right. And again, all goes back to processing. So uh-huh. we have to pay different currency, different state, uh, uh-huh. different country. Um, so that's really the goal is to expand the platform to other countries, but also with our marketplace as well, kind of really expand it. And that's kind of really the, the future of it, what we're seeing. Real candid question. Yeah. Um, have you thought about utilizing cryptocurrency as a means to process the payments? Definitely, yeah. I mean, that was definitely something on our plate. Uh, but with cryptocurrency, it's just still there's kind of some kind the of uncertainty. A, yeah, yeah uncertainty, the uncertainty. You know? Yeah, a lot of people say, why are you going to confuse something yeah, already confusing? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, t- I mean, tell me more about like kind of the possibilities of pushing, you know, pushing the event high platform. It fascinates me because like there's a lot of potential for the platform Thank and you. you guys are still in beta, right? Yes, you're, on, you're on your way out of yes, beta. Yes. Um, tell Next me point. about where you see the capabilities of the platform serving the needs of the community as it's as it's burgeoning right now, the, yeah. the industry as it's burgeoning right now. I mean, so we want to really help with uh, a lot of these, you know, small event organizers that we work with on a daily basis. Uh-huh. Um, so we have over 1,500 event organizers that work with us uh-huh. uh, that do events. And we really want to help them with, you know, throwing compliant events, right. uh, give them really the tools to do, you know, things that they think it's out of their reach, uh, but also push it as much as we can to, you know, allow like different you know, policy changes, especially for the smaller event organizer. Right, right, right. right. Um, and that's really our goal to kind of contribute back to, you know, to the industry in any way is by like keeping that culture alive and we think right. events is a great way to network meet people it's, it's like a, a a human need you know oh, human um, need. especially after covid like mm-hmm. you, it was like almost a mm-hmm. testament of how important it was to network and meet people so we want to keep that alive like we always say like we use software to allow people to be offline not online yeah, totally you know? totally totally um but yeah, I mean, that's really our, our goal is to kind of really contribute back by keeping this culture alive, by doing these smaller events and, yeah. you know, having these farmers markets yeah, be out there yeah. and you know, showing them to our user base. Yeah. And this always goes, you know, the B-roll, I, I love <laughs> I love to put it in somewhere. Yeah, right? so. um, yeah we have a live, a live studio audience today, right? Yeah. <laughs> Say hello, live studio audience. In the background. Uh, and you can also, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We're we're in an RV. We're recording, you know, like guerrilla style in an RV at a at a at, at the Emerald Cup in the Sonoma County Fairgrounds. So you're going to hear all the sounds of life around you, including the the brewing coffee maker. Oh yes. Yeah, the, the percolations, right? It's, it's percolating coffee. Yeah. On this cold day, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's raining here at the Emerald Cup. Um, tell me a little bit. Uh, I mean, it would probably be aspirational to get the Emerald Cup to use your platform, right? Like that would be 15. I think they sold 15,000 tickets yesterday alone. That would have been, you know, a really nice, nice boost for event high. So I I hope you can get to that point. One day, yeah. One day, right? Um, Tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, you told me about where the company started. Yeah. You told me about where you kind of touched the industry, where you came into the industry. Um, Tell me a little bit about what else... Ollie's doing right now like what else you know this is your moment to kind of tell me what you're working on tell me what you're doing tell me what's interesting to you right now because I want to get to know you as it as it pertains to the the timeline of what you're doing in the cannabis space I gotcha um, I mean right now uh, we're in, in the middle of our seed round so we're raising uh, a fund basically a two point million dollar round mm-hmm. and uh, we're really kind of just in you know in, in focus on that and just really trying to figure out you know, way to grow the platform to make it, you know, more accessible, build more futures, you know, for our users. Uh, but that's the biggest thing we're, we're doing right now, you know. And um, honestly, for me, as a founder and a startup and a small, you know, like small kind of company, 
we really want to kind of really build relationships with a lot of these you know event organizers yeah. and really kind of establish something with them as we grow they can grow with us you know because they're important to us you know how did you learn you you identify you self-identify as a founder right yeah and like in the bay area that's a pretty loaded term right true, but true. tell me like what is that how did you learn like wh what was it that caused you or, or kicked you over into like i need to start something like where was the motivator where was the driving factor was it the need in the cannabis space did you just see the need and be like i can do this and like let's do it i want to know the motivation like yeah. what, what forced what forced you down this path like it was a smoky day i mean all ideas come you know when you're high i feel yeah. like to me at least yeah but, totally i mean honestly it was mostly the problem you know because i was hosting events at the time and i've been shut down event brian i've been right. shut down universe.com yeah a lot of your know, meetups like all those you know so right. that was really the issue like i was dealing with something that it was frustrating because i felt like i wasn't doing anything wrong i was just hosting an event bringing people together right at a time i was doing events for entrepreneurs and really it was I mean there was barely any cannabis consumption if there was any right, you know right, right. so that was really the, the thing for me it was the problem that really kind of sparked it you know and little you know some and some the desire and like the, the love for the party yeah, yeah. for the event and that's, yeah. that, that was another yeah. thing was that connection because when I got in the industry it was I got through an event yeah uh, I went to an event I met people I met those people invited me to another event and that's how I meet people like yeah. it's my best way to get in and yeah. I love I love that how did you um I mean, that fascinating story, first of all. Thank you. Um, how did you get to the point where you were um, just, you're doing so much, right? Like, tell me a little bit about your background. What brought you to cannabis? What brought you to cannabis in the first place? Like, w tell me your coming out story. Tell me your yeah. first joint story. Tell yeah. me your first dab <laughs> yeah. story. I want to know that story. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I mean, nothing crazy, you know. I, I, I grew up in a Muslim background, so okay. drugs was off the off you know, the table. Yeah, time, yeah, 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 totally. Uh, but thank God my family is very Americanized, so we've been here a whole life. Um, so we're very a little bit open-minded, you know, so yeah. that was the biggest thing for me to kind of really get into something like this uh, with them uh, uh, But I got into it to be honest with you by just really with friends and you know consuming here and there like I, no, I didn't try it until college um, So high school was like a to me. I'm like no, this was you know dangerous. And yeah, keep it at alcohol level, you know Yeah, uh, but that's the kind of really college kind of really got me into it a little bit and when I had my business uh, I would always catch people, you know, putting cannabis in the hookahs. Uh -huh. So, you know, I like I was kind of pretty easy going with some of these people. Yeah. I told them, you know, not to do it. But afterwards, you know, some of them were my friends. So we just hung out, smoke, you know, yeah. after business was closed. So it kind yeah. of really got me into, yeah. like, understanding that this is more than a just the, beside the medical part, it really interests me that it brought things to life, like talking to people or, you know, watching a movie, like anything that when you smoked it changed it yeah and that's really where it sparked my interest is that like how it can do that the life enhancing yeah, yeah, part yeah, of it right yeah. like enhances everything yeah i totally feel that um you know of course the next question i'm going to roll into is what's your favorite strain what are you smoking on right now and what's your favorite strain uh, two questions two so part question right now i'm smoking on durban poison oh you're, yeah. you're, so let me see what you got here yeah, you, you've got it you've got a guild extracts uh, yeah, durban poison, poison I've been diamonds for, and sauce you yeah. Did, yeah for a little while yeah, 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 yeah. okay cool um, i really i started my first uh strain was uh, i believe was Granddaddy Purple. Oh, GDP, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. That was really my first one. I got stuck to it for a little while, but uh, you like I mean, the purples, you like the like the bodies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm a huge fan <laughs> of just a lot of the strains, and it's like to me, it's just really more of the where I get it from the farmer, because like each person has his own process. Right. And just learning the stories behind them is kind of cool, and yeah. it gives it more appreciation when you smoke it. Totally, and I I, I, work, I, I can appreciate the telling the story of the actual weed makes the weed taste right? better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. With um, that. a little bit more on you know. I'm really curious, like you started your career 
uh, throwing parties, doing hookah, through doing a hookah lounge, you know, hosting hookah parties and doing that sort of, you know, event space type thing. Um, where, where do you think there's an opportunity? And this is going to get a little political, right? It's going to be a little legal, legalese, right? Yeah. In the current structure in California, um, where do you see some opportunities for events to be a little bit more accessible and cannabis to be a little bit more accessible in those events? Like where, where can you see some, some efficiencies kind of be put into effect to allow Event High to maximize its ability to serve its consumer base? I mean, for us, we're really seeing, to begin with, we're seeing a lot of companies kind of move from traditional marketing to event marketing. So like social, you know, face-to-face, um, uh, events um, and that's really the biggest thing that we're kind of noticing shift in is that a lot of people are making camps more accessible by doing these events um, so we try to encourage a lot of brands that we're working with now to do more you know events in person than uh-huh. actually just spend money on Instagram or because that human connection is, yeah. is just key and especially for what we call them newcomers people just uh-huh. come into the industry as consumers or in the business um, like I was saying, when dealing with a product, if you're actually touching it or talking to the person that's selling it from the company, it makes a huge difference. Um, yeah. You would have a little different connection with it. So it's, it's really been playing as like almost a, you can say marketing 2.0 uh, in a yeah. sense. That yeah. is allowing cannabis to be more accessible to the newbies or yeah. newcomers. So so event marketing as the channel that brings yeah, people in. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's an experience, the one-on-one. Like you totally, talk to them, you know? totally. I actually, um, you know, now, you know, to, to kind of, wrap on this for a little bit i i when i've done uh work in the past for uh dispensaries and i was marketing director for a long time in a dispensary um in california and one of the things i got a very privileged to have the opportunity to work with a company called ideo in san francisco uh they are an ideation and and process development company They, they their job is to think on things right yeah. and one of the things that we got a chance to work with the university UC Berkeley students nice. uh, grad program uh, in industrial engineering and design and, and you know we we figured we, we were going into prop you know uh, prop 64 and that that winter before it was a rainy day I went to Berkeley for two days for a weekend and we sat with a bunch of grad students and we talked about like where are we where are the opportunities in legal cannabis and we we did a whole session for two days. IDO's staff was there, and one of the things that they uh, they came we came to the conclusion at the end of these two this two day workshop that in the new marketplace, in the new nouveau like the new 2.0 of cannabis in California, how would companies like a small dispensary or a legacy dispensary sell weed differently? And the point you made about the event marketing really plays into this because the ultimate end game for this 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 these two day sessions and with with the with the students was that we talked about uh this very specific thing came out of it It was called it's it went like the stigma uh, education breaks stigma okay and community sells product so after two days of working with the ideo folks these students came together and said okay we got to educate the masses to make this not a scary thing and once you've done that and you've built the trust then that community and trust will naturally sell the product, yeah, yeah. and and so you what you're what you're saying to me is just that right? 100%. Like the event connection, yeah. like the in person events is the trust is yeah. the thing. So that leads me to my next point: How did it suffer the human connection for you guys and the company 
I mean, you guys have to have taken a hit during coronavirus, oh COVID, yes, right? Yes, yes. So, like, tell me about, um, walk me through that process, like the before, the during, and the after. Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely we took a big hit, especially as an event uh, platform and being in the event industry. Um, I mean, 2019, because we just launched the company, so we were like off a high horse. You know, we had a lot of event organizers, we were doing yeah. well, everything, you know, it was perfect. And going into 2020, that was like our mentality, like, oh, we're gonna do this many more events yeah. and this many more, you know, yeah. event organizers. And we got hit with COVID in like February, March, I yeah. think, and the yeah. whole announcement came in. And we saw like almost a, a 180 degree turn, you know, where everything, you know, that we we're working on, it just almost was collapsing. Yeah. All the event organizers that we're working with, they wanted to basically to, you know, cancel their events or postpone their events. Um, so we had, I mean, just ton of customers that were just dropping from our market, yeah. marketplace. Yeah. So it really affected us as a company. I mean, I remember had a team in the office, like, hey, you guys, like- Should you like reimburse things? Like, I mean, we have to, yeah, 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 yeah totally. We have to, yeah. you because know, we have to give, uh, you know, the attendees our refunds, you know, yeah. because we're in the middle, you know, we kind of, we don't pick a side. Yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah. want to be fair for yeah, both ends. So yeah. if something's canceling, you're yeah. not getting what you bought, yeah, you're getting yeah. your money back. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, it was just so rapidly ha fast that it kind of really affected the company in a big way. Yeah. And uh, for us, especially like sending the team home and allowing everybody to work from home, allowed us to really kind of like just separate for the, for a while because we've been working together for you know quite a while in the same office right um so for us it was really just kind of a, a time where you know wanted to kind of think of something different we wanted to do something that really kind of gave back to you know what we were doing as a company to kind of almost adapt in this new market right, right, right. um and that's why we kind of really slowly started pivoting uh our team kind of came together we started thinking really what best way to you know keep the company alive during this time and we saw a huge shift to online events okay so we jumped in right away into right, that right, and right, right. kind of really adopted that and allowed our event organizers to learn about how to do online events so so that already is integrated into the platform that's the thing so when we started doing this like as mentioned you know our motto is kind of like bring people together offline uh -huh. you know? so when the zoom thing came about uh you know our platform was not built to do that so we don't want to code a whole new platform, a new business. Uh -huh. So what we did is we kind of teamed up with other companies to allow us to process for them the tickets and the management of the actual events, but however, the streaming would go through them. Right. Um, basically, that's what we did. Tell me about the Kush Expo. We're rolling, bro. <laughs> Tell me about the Kush Expo. So, what happened? So the Kush Expo was the first event I went to in LA. Uh, I kind of briefly mentioned it early. Okay. But I took my first dab there. I didn't even know what you know dabbing was or wax, and it just, it was, Something that woke me up, you know, it was like a punch in the face. But yeah, it's I, a, I loved it. I, loved I it. always <laughs> tell people it's like when they take my tour. Yeah. Uh, if there's two things they're not doing for the first time with yeah. me, if they've never taken a dab, Smart. you're not doing it. Well, maybe I have to assess the yeah, situation, yeah, course, but yeah, most yeah. people aren't ready for yeah, the first dab yeah, I agree. ever. I agree. Um, and then the other thing is you're not eating edibles on my tour. Smart. Because then you walk through that door and people just can't walk back. Yeah, and the next thing you know, there are like three yeah, people yeah. asleep in the back of the bus. And Very it's true. not as fun of a tour. Yeah. But um, but tell me about uh, how high you got. <laughs> how high were you? I'm super high. I'm super high. Super high. high. <laughs> I, mean, I liked it. It was, it was fun at the time, but the only thing, I couldn't leave the event because... I bought something and I was able to get it until after the event was over uh, to actually go pick it up. So uh, I could not leave the event and I was outside hugging a tree, just holding to, hold, yeah, to hold it together. Hold it together. Yeah, yeah, I was like yeah, just, totally. just panicking. I'm like, no, that guy's gonna come in here, bust up. Because my first event, so it was like it was mind-boggling yeah, to see all this happening. Yeah, yeah, and you were then you got high like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. I was just just all over the place. Yeah, yeah but, no, that's no, that's fantastic. No. That's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so going back to uh, the COVID period right you told yeah. me like everything got refunded yeah. you got to the point where 
Um, you were giving back money. Yeah. Um, where did you see, at what point did you see things start to rebound? Um, so we, I mean, we, I mean, for in-person events, things didn't really rebound until 2021, um, early okay. 2021, first quarter. So um, tell me about that. Yeah. Like specifically, was it the first quarter? It was the yeah, first quarter? Really, yeah. That started yeah, happening. Like, okay. I mean, even in end of 2020, uh, we saw some events were coming back like in December, but they were canceling still. Uh-huh. They were trying to do it, but like, you know, okay. with venues and all that stuff, there was, you know, they were having trouble with vaccination. So 2021, things really started kicking off. Okay. Um, a lot of our bigger events that we work with, Kushtak Festival and some other big festivals that were doing, you know, a lot of numbers, they were able to, you know, start doing them without any issues. Okay. Um, and that's really when things changed. Uh, but the cool thing about all this is, um, like I was mentioning earlier about the online events that changed, you know, early on in 2020, in March, when a lot of the event organizers started doing online events, that st- stuck, that didn't go away. So we're still having a lot of online events happening right now. We have a visitor. Who's coming in? Hi, we have a German in the house. (laughs) All right. So, um, yeah, the sounds of the Emerald Cup. We're going to put we're going to put the microphone in the rain for a little bit, too. Uh, It's been raining all day. Have you are you like we're all soaking wet. We're soaking wet here. Nothing's helping. Nothing's helping. Um, All right. So as we push forward through this conversation, I think it's important to ask a very um, just a very simple question. Your favorite strain right now? Uh, favorite strain right now. Are you like a, a yeah. OGs? OGs? Uh, I definitely like OGs. Yeah. Where do you prefer um, your OGs? On, um, the, on the on the you like the you like the cookies varietals, like things that are more like skunky, like sour diesel. Yeah, like definitely. You, I mean, sour diesel is definitely a, a favorite. Uh, uh-huh. I would want to say like a Gorilla Blue. Uh, oh, you like right those? Yeah, yeah, like those. Right now, in the yeah. head. Yeah, 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 that's great. Definitely, that's um, great. But uh, I've been actually kind of I, I stayed a lot been from flower right now kind of more into like uh, like wax concentrates yeah like that, yeah which is, it's been interesting because I like, really uh, find I really find that like I enjoy you know I used to smoke a lot of flower like yeah. constantly and then yeah. when I discovered concentrates I started kind of smoking concentrates as uh, more of a every day I, I call it like my daily thing yeah. and then like the flower ends up coming in, in in times where I really need to get like a bat to the head <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah it's it's been it's been a nice. Uh, my, my consumption has changed over time, right? Yeah, like I've you know, leveled out and done different things. But um, I want to ask you a question about uh, your marketing because I know you guys are, you guys are in addition to being a ticketing platform, you guys are doing a lot for your members and your, and your customers um, as a marketing company for events, right? You're marketing events for them. Correct. Um, tell me a little bit about the products you guys offer. Um, Pitch me on everything you guys do beyond just listing tickets. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, beyond listing tickets, uh, we help our, you know, promoters or our event organizers, you know, promote their events without having to worry, really worry about, right. you know, getting shut down. Um, so, basically, we give them, you know, really uh, a platform to 75,000 users to really market to them. And we do that by our newsletters that we send out weekly. Um, we do this by our social media channels. Yeah. We do this through, you know, different, just different really, uh, ways of kind of really promoting their events. Um, and that's really our biggest thing, uh, trying to give them, you know, something that they're not used to in other platforms that they use, you know, they're not allowed to kind of promote to, you know, whatever platform they're using. Um, but we also give them kind of really more specific campaigns that they can, you know, go through us basically where, you know, if they want to promote their events to everybody that, you know, gone to a ganja yoga class in California, right. Right. you know, through our user base, we help them kind of reach those audience. Right. Uh, and those are kind of little things that we do a little extra that gives them really just a way to get the word out, you know, for yeah. the events. Um, and that's the biggest thing that we do with marketing. What's the most successful thing you've done 
uh, like within the purview of Event High, um, have you piloted anything? Have you, is there anything that like really, really worked right away? Um, to be honest with you, like we created a feature that was based off of demand from our customers, uh, which was a sponsorship feature uh-huh. uh, that we really built it within. And I've used it. Yeah, and it, it's really good. It's good. Yeah, like, we started kind of really getting brands purchasing sponsorship through our platform. Yeah. But however, we started getting more organizers, you know, using the feature. So we started sharing all these different, um, basically, pitch decks for their uh-huh. events to uh-huh. all these brands. So they're they're having like a marketplace to kind of go through. You sponsorship decks. Use the term marketplace, right? Yeah. Like it becomes like a conduit, right? It really, becomes yeah. like a connecting point for the brands 100%. and then the, yeah. and then the, the, the event organizers. Yeah. So really, you've created basically a plat. Not basically, you've created a very powerful platform yeah. um, that, in its most basic sense, sells tickets. Yeah. But it's in its more whole and complete sense yeah. is really doing the work of connecting venues. Yeah, the, the event organizers, the brands, the products. Um, I, I'm really, I'm really like happy that this product exists as a, as a as a consumer of the product. But also, um, I'm I'm happy that you guys are giving the thought to uh, again focusing inward on the space, yeah. focusing specifically on the needs that. I guess the other purveyors don't. Yeah, you know, they yeah. drop the ball on. Yeah, they just I, don't see us. Yeah, they just don't see it. it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, with this movement towards kind of where you guys are headed, do you see who do you see being your biggest competitors right now in the space? Uh, I mean, I think Eventbrite definitely can tap into this market because uh, uh-huh. I mean they, their software is, is, is you know is one of a kind. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, So I think they, they definitely can tap into this market. Um, but to be honest with you, right now, you know, there's other smaller you know companies who are coming on board uh, that are you know similar kind to Event High, and well us. We built our relationship so well with our customers that allows us to kind of almost, you know, have that kind of security going into the market. And that's the biggest thing is really the trust. The trust. You yeah, know, because yeah. Like I was saying, we deal with money, you know. Yeah. And, so yeah. If, you know, and it's weed. Weed is trust, right? It really like, is. The, the old ways are always 100%. based on trust, right? 100%. Like, yeah. So and we try to apply that. Yeah, uh, yeah. We have an amazing customer support, you know, that deals with a lot of our customers on top of any other platform, even, you know, bigger platform than us. Right. So we, we really focus on helping our event organizers succeed as much as we can uh-huh. in any way we can. So um, who are your customers then? So your customers technically are a lot of different, you're facing a lot of different three. people. Three. You got three. Tell me three. Yeah, yeah. Give me the so three. Our, our main customers are event organizers. Okay. Who post the events on our platform in our marketplace. Okay. Um, our second user is our attendees. Uh, okay. Those are the people that go in and kind of look for events, buy tickets, to try to experience really the cannabis world, you know. Uh, they can be newbies. They can be you know people that have been in the industry for a while. Um, and the third is the brands, which is the sponsorship. Sponsorships, so third yeah. users. And that's basically what the marketplace okay. consists of. Those three different users. Okay. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Because yeah. I mean, like ultimately, you're you've really become a hub for all three of these sort of personas, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and they all have different needs, right? Like, all the, they all have different yes, needs. Yes, so yes, you're yes. really you're really connecting all these yeah. different needs. Um, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, what you're offering your uh your 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 people your your customers like uh you get you have a monthly email a weekly email yeah you have a weekly yeah. events email yeah. where you stack everybody's uh, events kind of in, yeah. for in each line. user so for we each. do one for all events just to the attendees we do one for all uh, uh event organizers for okay. any tips or anything like that and we do sponsorships for all brands okay um to cater to each one of them basically yeah, yeah. and what are you hearing from the brands what do they want 
So the brands are really kind of looking to get more like more opportunities to browse through these events. And that's the thing, the biggest thing is for us is we're building these features to cater to these brands, so almost creating a marketplace for them. And that's the biggest thing. They're looking for events that can connect, that can bring value to them. So like I say, a consumer brand does not want to be at a B2B event. It's not going right. to benefit them at all. Yeah. You know, so that's the biggest thing is that they're really wanting to know the value of these events and how well they're, you know, they have a history with us. They've done the first event, 10th event. Uh, yeah. How many tickets they're selling? They're bringing an audience yeah. uh, because they want to see the value in, in the sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we're seeing from that specific user. And are you seeing a need arising from, like, let's say, I mean, are you, are you, where are you guys? I, I'm just going to ask, where are you guys headed in terms of new feature development to satisfy? I mean, I want to know what the cool stuff that's happening on the platform. I'm asking, tell me what's happening. I want to know. Just with the option. Yeah, yeah. So we're working on uh, things called uh, Shop High. Okay. And basically, Shop High is going to allow uh, these brands that purchase their booth through our platform to sell their products directly to the users who are buying the tickets. Okay. So if you buy your ticket, you can directly see which brands are there, and you can purchase your product. And when you get to the event, you pick it up. So you have that's to cool. wear lines or anything like that but also allow the brands to sell the inventory ahead of time so they know what to bring. And, and this is cannabis product? This is cannabis product, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, super yeah. cool. So I, I, my mind went to like, yeah. oh, you bought the tickets and I'll buy the t-shirt. Almost, like, yeah. Yeah, like but you're products. actually talking about actual products, yeah, like, yeah, licensed yeah. products. That vendors are they're purchasing their booth through the platform. That's super yeah. cool. Yeah. That's super cool. Now, does Event High hold a CEO, a cannabis events operator's permit? Are you trying to hold a cannabis events operator um, permit? If we host an event, probably, yeah, we definitely have to do it. You know? yeah, uh, yeah. But right now, the reason we don't really host any events because we don't want to compete with our customers. Right, you right. Know? So, That's a reasonable yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I think if we down the road, if we definitely do an event, most yeah. likely we have to, you know, just yeah, to totally. follow the rules. No, totally. Yeah. And I, I'm just curious. I asked because, you know, there's a lot of ways. This your your platform really Event High really shows itself to have a lot of promise, a lot of potential for growth into the future. Um, and as the industry kind of spins off into kind of new need, having new needs and new new kind of you know ways to kind of bring people together, um, I'm just interested to know like where's the limit? Like what's what's the ceiling for Ollie and, and Event High? Like where are you where are you going to say like you know like are you going to go into VR events? Are you yeah. going to go into uh, you know uh, are you going to try to take over the tour operator uh, ticketing space? Like, where are you headed with kind of pushing out in the different directions of yeah. Event High? I mean, definitely we're looking into the tourism aspect a lot because uh, uh -huh. we're seeing a huge need. And also with our customers, are we're seeing them, a lot of them are actually traveling to these events. So uh -huh. they're not staying local and buying tickets for local events. Um, so we really want to kind of cater all that to them. Um, and we're really kind of focusing a lot on the lounges and, you know, that kind of a Ooh, more yeah. on the tourism aspect because we think lounges and coffee shops are going to be big yeah. you know, as, as things hey, change. I'm going to tell you, the lounges are what's keeping a lot of the dispensaries afloat 100%. that have lounges. They have lounges, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, due to the uh, the changes in coronavirus, uh, rules around coronavirus, yeah. a lot of these uh, operators have lost the opportunity to have yeah. consumption on there. Yeah. And they have noticed detrimental drops in sales. Yeah. And I, I, I'm going to ask the question, do you think that the future of retail cannabis is retail in conjunction in conjunction with consumption. 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's the experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is like majority of the, the people that do consume, they are looking for that experience. Yeah. Like, you know, you buy, when you're buying a video game, you're not buying the cartridge. You're buying what's going to bring you out of that cartridge. When you yeah. plug it in and you experience it, that's what it does. Cannabis, yeah. you smoke it and if you're in, a, in an environment with people and smoking at a coffee shop, it's much better when you're at home to smoke it by yourself. Yeah. You know? so. so so bringing it out of the shadows, yeah. as Steve D'Angelo said, and into the light, yeah. um, and yeah, allows yeah. for uh, you know parties to happen yeah. and events yeah. to happen. Yeah, yeah. totally. 
Um, and normalizes as well because more people yeah. will see it and they'll see it's normal, you know? Totally. Um, we've got about five to ten minutes left with you. I want to I want to focus on some more fun things. Yeah. Um, we've gotten to know a lot about Event High as a platform. We've gotten to know a little bit about Ali. Let's talk about some fun things. Yeah. Um, where are you in terms of what do you do for fun? Like what is when Ali gets home from from ticketing events and throwing parties and you know managing a team of how many people? Uh, six so far. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Uh, where 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 are you spending your free time? Uh, so I I try to, I'm, I'm a huge uh, collector of old uh, games. So I, I do Whoa. a lot of commission like consoles and stuff like that. No, you yeah, don't yeah, really. Yeah, all different kinds. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People so, in the room are like, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I like to buy them, you know, like junked up and try to fix them and uh, uh, like everything brand new. And clean so you invested in GameStop, I'm assuming. Uh, a little bit, yeah. The best number, so it's hard to you know. The PLs are the best, but yeah. But I mean, to me, like. You know, like, I don't know, like, just uh, stuff like that, you know, where it kind of, you know, really keeps me, you know, busy, just kind of, you know, yeah. when I want to kind of get away and just focus on things. Um, but also just really, you know, trying to, like, we're trying to build a family, me and my fiance, and just really trying to, you know, grow things. We just moved to Arizona, so to, to us, like... Uh, you moved to Arizona? Yeah, just recently. Yeah, I so. thought you were still in San Diego. No, no, just moved, yeah. Congratulations. So, thank, thank That's you. a big move. Yeah, so we just kind of really... Those are my two biggest thing, you know, just really kind of, you know, work on my family and just really just that's great. My gaming world. The gaming world. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you're a stoner. You're yeah. a gamer. Yes. Do you eat funyuns? Uh, I do. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> They're available, of course. They're part of the recipe, you know. So what is a funyun? That's a real uh, question. Real question. What is a funyun? It's a chip, right? I don't know. Uh, it's like a puffed something. It's something. Like a puffed yeah. onion thing. <laughs> that's actually a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> it's a lot of chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, we got a bag of funyuns yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah, a little crinkle yeah. in the bag. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so that's fun. Um, all right. Uh, favorite stoner movie? Uh, how high? Ooh, yeah. that's a good one. Method, Method Man and Red Man. Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, really classic. Um, yeah, that's. I, I, you know, everybody always defaults to you know, you know, you know yeah. Friday boys, <laughs> yeah. whatever. But uh, but yeah, that's a really good one. Um, I'm going to ask you one more question, yeah. and this is going to be uh, your opportunity to tell me anything you want to tell me. I'll uh, just, you've got your 30 seconds, and you have the attention of the entire audience. You're on stage. <laughs> this is your TED Talk, Ali Fakhri. Yeah. <laughs> tell me what it's about. Um, got to be on spot. Um, That's the point. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the um, biggest thing I would like to say um, that I think, you know, especially after 2020 last year and this year even, you know, I think uh, like I think COVID was a testament really to human connection. I think that's really important. And that's what, you know, what we try to do in our company is like to really kind of keep that connection going uh, because we see it's important to, you know, where you can connect with people, network and talk and more than just always online and, you know, doing your Facebook and all these, you know, just where you're not really connecting, you know, person to person. Yeah. So to me, I think that's the most important thing. I feel like out of, you know, anything I would say is just that keep that alive, you know, that connection. Because I feel like in this industry, it's needed. And yeah. uh, for us to grow this industry, I feel like, you know, we have to keep that. Because I feel like that's when you get to meet people in every different form and shape. And, and I think it's kind of unique to have that in a, like, growing industry, you know? That's so very candid, positive, <laughs> warm, empathetic. <laughs> I think uh, so. That's, yeah, I it's, a very, it's a very great way to kind of wrap up our 40 minutes thank here. Um, Ollie, thank you so much. Um, I love 
what you're doing. Thank you. I love the platform. I wanted to bring you on the show today because, um, you know, good things need good hype thank and you. good people need good hype. Thank so you. thank you for always being an authentic voice in the industry. Thank you. thank you for supporting the tourism work you do. Cannabis tourism is super important to making sure our industry moves forward. 100%. And, uh, you know, we're in a place now where a lot can happen. We're kind of at a tipping point for some elements of the industry, farmers, legacy farmers. But at the same time, we're in a very exciting place. And I think you guys are positioned to be in a in, a, in, in even a better place in a few years time. And thank you for maintaining the platform through <laughs> coronavirus. Now, there's a lot of things that disappeared during oh, coronavirus, yeah, right? And especially in the event and party space, like we're and you know entertainment space, we're very oh, wow. lucky to have you guys doing this work because there's really nothing out there like your platform. Thank you. So thank you, Ollie. Appreciate it. It's a it's been a pleasure talking to you. Well. We cannot wait to have you back on the show. You're great. Thank you so much. And let's uh, take it away. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I All appreciate right. It for All right. Go enjoy your Emerald Cup <laughs> well, we and uh, <laughs> enjoy the rain and get yourself uh, some weed and uh, we'll see you out on the field. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.